Welcome to the Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Thank you for your service. excited for this one folks we got a great great guest tonight um you know uh, somebody doing a lot of good for the veteran community out there so i'm really excited uh, about this interview but before we get to all that like we usually do we got a couple housekeeping items to take care of um some events that are coming up uh i know i last uh last episode i listed a couple of these but we'll hit them again because these events are still upcoming and you still have time to get involved if you would like to um, first one is on the 20th, we have the, um, dog tag run again, virtual run 2.2 miles or a 2.2 ruck up to you. Still time to sign up. Um, you might not get promotional items on time or anything like that, but you he'll still can sign up. You still can do this and you still can donate to a great cause. Um, the other one that's upcoming is seven days later. It's the 27th and that is the run around the lake. And again, that's a virtual, so you still have plenty of time for that. And that one has a few different options. So go to the website. Uh, it has everything from a four mile to a half marathon. Um, the deadline for getting a bib that was personalized with your name on it has already gone, but that doesn't mean you still can't do it. Um, they're sending out some awesome swag. You'll get some stuff. Um, I think there's like a buff and there's, uh, you know, a t-shirt and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, they're just giving you some extra stuff, but really you should be doing it for the great causes and the stuff that they're trying to do uh, with that money that they raise during these races. It's already tough enough for a lot of these causes to have to do them virtual. You know, they're not going to make the money on concessions and things like that because, you know, we're all in our homes. But there's, like I said, there's still plenty of time to get out there and get involved. Um, the last one that I want to talk about is actually the guest that I have on tonight. Uh, Paula from uh, My Brother Vinny. Uh, we have her walk um, that they do once a year. Again, this year it's going to be virtual, but as she talks about during the interview, it's still going to be an amazing event. That's this Sunday upcoming on the 14th. Um, it's just going to be a great time to get out there, bring the kids. It's a walk, uh, you know, so you can, you can have the whole family involved, and there's still time to donate to that. Um, I'm going to have my link on the Facebook page if you want to donate to my team or if you just want to donate in general go to their website um, mybrothervinny.org and you can donate that way or just get more information how you could walk how you can sign up how maybe you can become a team there's still time and uh, we'd love to see some great things as you you're going to fall in love with this woman once you hear her start talking about how passionate she is so um, I think you're going to want to get involved as soon as you listen to her story and how this all started uh, so, uh, I don't want to bore you to death. I want to get right into the interview. Again, this is Paula from, uh, my brother Vinny and, uh, it's an amazing, uh, interview. I hope you really enjoy it. All right, really excited this week. Bulletproof Veteran Podcast is welcoming uh, a special guest um, who's probably very busy this week because she's got a big event coming up. Uh, it's Paula Maritello. Uh, she is the founder of My Brother Vinny, which has done some amazing things for veterans in the New York area. But it, it actually didn't all start out with just veterans. So it kind of morphed into more than uh, uh, what I think she probably originally thought it was going to be. Um, but uh before I get too much into that, Paula, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, I'm sure you're really busy. Oh, my God, Jason, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really honored to be here. Oh, that's great. Uh, and, you know, my my viewers and my, my listeners, um, you know, they, they really do like to support the different causes. And, you know, we're, we're trying to raise a little bit of money for your event this weekend. Um, but uh, before we jump into all that, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about how you got started with all this. Okay, um, my name is Paula Maritello, as you mentioned, and um, my organization, My Brother Vinny, started after my youngest brother, Vincent, passed away. Vinny passed away in 2000. He actually was not a veteran. He was special needs, and my brother could not walk or talk. So after Vinny passed away, I started just doing charity work in his memory. Um, I work a full-time job, which I currently still do today, for um, New York City Department of Environmental Protection. Okay. And during that time through my career, I would, you know, since Vinny had, 
since Vinny couldn't speak, I started helping people. Like I started job coaching the mentally ill, or I started helping people that I felt needed the voice. Um, so I would just volunteer doing tons of things. In 2011, I was in a horrible car accident where I was in a wheelchair for four months after my accident. And I stayed home the whole year after for my recovery because I couldn't walk. And during that time after my accident, I was starting to go to physical therapy. And um, I noticed that people were walking on the street with no coat on. Then I told my boyfriend, I'm like, when I start walking again, I want to go into that adult home and see if I can maybe help them. Because I had learned after Vinny died that if you have a mental health issue, Sometimes you can't regulate your temperature when you're on medicine. So I'm like, they must have an issue. They're not even wearing coats in the winter. I'm like, I want to be able to help them when I start walking again. So at that point, um, fast forward from Vinny passing away in 2000 to fast forward to 2011 when I had my accident. So I had years of just charity memory, charity work in Vinny's memory. Correct, yeah. I, um, I go into the adult home after I'm recovered from my accident. Early... 2012 and I started telling them I want to help them with like arts and crafts and various things in honor of my mother my brother and um, at that point I still wasn't a charity I was just helping people in memory of my brother Vincent and um, everybody's like you know you you're always helping all these different people like I love helping people like you should have a charity and I'm like no I'm like I just want to help people I was never in my mind thinking I wanted to have a charity and I took a class in college where it explains like if you decide to have a charity what you would do to form it and, and, you're st- and you were still just getting back into your job as a full, yeah, you know, was, back into full-time employment. Yeah, so I was starting, I was just, I was, I was, I broke my pelvis in seven spots, my ribs down my side. I was like oh, non-parenting. I could not walk at all. I was oh. like, I was so, for my brother, Vinny, like, Vinny couldn't walk at all. He was, he died at 20, like the week before his 21st birthday. Vinny was non-verbal. And my brother, Vinny, was like the love of my life. He was the youngest of six of us. And for me, I felt like he was like our baby of our family. We had to protect him and we had to do anything possible. So when he died, I was like, God, I'm like, I want to help people that I feel need a voice. And so when I had my accident, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a wheelchair now. You never understand. Like, you think you understand. But until you experience being in a wheelchair yourself, you're like, it's so different actually experiencing it sitting in the wheelchair. And and not that it made you understand what your brother was going through but that had to give you such a peek maybe into it you know and like you said you don't understand it until you're in that situation but that that had to be like kind of uh, i don't want to use the word amazing but like it it has to be such a uh, uh, a life-changing experience when you have that somebody that's close to you that has been through that and then now your experience it may be just a portion of it oh my god yes it's like you think you understand i'm like you know, and it's like even like with Vinny's special needs, like he was always laughing and he was always smiling. Like Vinny, Vinny was probably like a toddler in how his developmental stages were. But he was, you know, you you sometimes people think that you see other people with their limitations and you feel like they're maybe they're not as happy because you, you don't know. But he was always so happy. So I always, you know, although my brother could never speak, never spoke to me in life, I felt like he was like my biggest um like my biggest inspiration. I felt like I learned so much for him, so much for him. So I just wanted to honor people in his memory. And um, I took the class where I formed my 501c3. And of course I was gonna call my 501c3, my brother Vinny. And um, I I formed it in the the premise of helping people who were homeless, have mental health health issues, disabilities, and um, a little touch of animal welfare. So I formed it that way. And um, I was invited in May 2013 in the following year i was invited to um where we live in the town of burplank they have an italian club our lady of mount carmel and i was invited because the va hospital montrose is right nearby and they were bringing the veterans out for an armed forces day event so they were like you know paul would you like to bring dessert for the veterans it was their first annual armed forces day event and i'm like of course i'll bring cannolis to the veterans i'll bring dessert for them so i bring dessert to the event it was a rainy day and all the vets were there and I started talking to a veteran and we just started chatting about how like he was, he was in VA Montrose. He you know, was recovering from his addiction issues and he was like so excited because he went through the program and he was going to be given an apartment. He was like, this is absolutely like amazing. I'm going to get my apartment. I'm going to start over. He's like, the only thing I don't have is furniture. So I was like, I'm Italian. I can ask one of my cousins for furniture. Like we always shared furniture growing up. I'm like, I Sure, I can ask one of my cousins, my cousin Maria, her family growing up always gave her her furniture. I'm like, so I have tons of cousins, we'll help you. 
Yeah, I don't I think know. I bought I don't think I bought real furniture until I was well into my 20s before I actually had my own like first piece of original furniture. I come from a big Italian family as well. Yeah, you know. and it was all hand-me-downs. That's all it is. Absolutely. And, and the Italian family. So I came from a family of six kids. Cousin Maria was a family of one only child. For an, for an Italian family with an only child, you're like the rich cousin. Yeah. So we always knew when Cousin Maria's family got sofas, we would get those in like seven years. So we never and had furniture that wasn't their furniture. So you absolutely understand the same thing I understand. Like Italian share furniture. Yes, they definitely do. So I told them, I said, here, take my business card, and when you're ready for furniture, give me a call, and I'll see if I can get furniture for my family. He took my card, gave it out to the VA hospital in Montrose, and a week later, the social workers called me up and said, I heard you have a charity that provides veterans with furniture. So, like, we'd like you to come in for a meeting. I'm like, well, not exactly. I'm like, so I ended up going into a meeting, and um, I was invited into a meeting with probably 40 social workers in a big room, they're all around the circle, and they explained to me a program called HUD-DASH, that when veterans are chronically homeless, um, after a year, they go through their services and whatever treatment programs, the, um, the government along with HUD will help them with their housing. So for example, if a veteran, uh, it's sort of like a Section 8 housing certificate, so okay. a veteran starts over, the veteran pays 30% of whatever they get under their service connection disability, and the government pays the other 70%. So they're like, they have it in place for them to get housing, but there's nothing in place for furniture. So I explained that I work a full-time job. Um, I work a full-time job you know, with DEP. I'm like, I can help every once in a while. I'm like, I, I'll just see how it goes. And as of today, I'm up to 1,079 homes since June 2013. 100% volunteer. Not one of us gets a salary. We get no support from the federal government because I don't house the veter veterans and I don't employ the veterans. So there's nothing really in line for what I do. And it is, I'm telling you, Jason, if you ever come up on a move with us, it is the most beautiful experience to see how we pull it together. Like in, like in, in the beginning, we were getting our furniture, but running around the people's houses and like trucks and stuff like that, like rented U-Hauls. And it evolved to us liquidating hotels all over the East Coast. I was seeing some of your Instagram posts with with uh, you know some of the more recent veterans that you that you helped out, and you know, I think I saw one post of you picking some stuff up, like you said, from like hotels and all this different stuff. And I'm I'm looking at it, going the logistics behind this for something that's voluntary, for something that you know, like you said, you're not pulling a salary, you're not you're all you're getting from this is the joy of helping others. Really, I mean that's what it is, and but the logistics behind these moves has to be crazy to make it all come together in the end it's absolutely i'm telling you i don't i always say like you, you know sometimes you hear people say they have their side gigs for money and stuff like that i call this my soul gig i'm like this is absolutely my soul gig it's to me i look back at my life and i'm like oh my god like i would have never looked at my life after my accident and thought that wow i'm gonna be going to hotels and like they're gonna tell me i can have every single thing in the hotel we go in like a supermarket sweep we're like take this take that we're like running out with lamps in our hand like i have tractor trailers i hire and i send them out to a job and then they fill up and all my volunteers come and help us unload our trucks for free i have veterans like veterans we help volunteer with us we have one veteran in particular um you'll see him on post a lot his name was wayne reese um we call him our veteran number 190 um we numbered our veterans in the beginning not to be like, numbers, but we want them to have their privacy. Of course. Yeah. But I still talk to my number one, like veteran number one, his name is Warren. I still talk to him. He was not the veteran I met on Armed Forces Day. The veteran on Armed Forces Day was not ready for his move until like number 50. Wow. <laughs> so he was just, he was just wanted to make sure everything was ready in line for him. But he was not even, he wasn't even the first one. And um, so Wayne, is absolutely amazing. Wayne, his move was June 26, 2015. He's going on five years with us. And he, up until the pandemic, only missed like probably five Saturdays. Wow. And then, I mean, so now we work full time. So we serve the whole entire Hudson Valley, New York City, and Northern Jersey. When we do serve them, comes up with a group called Backpacks for Life. Brett will come and bring a truck and pick up from Northern Jersey for us. Okay. And um, so we started with our regular pickups from the general public. And then one of our friends, or actually my family friend that grew up with, is a hotel renovator. He works with a group called Allied Group. His name is Frank Wartman. He's a U.S. Marine. 
he started following our work on Facebook and he's like, oh my God, he's like, I have a hotel for you if you want a hotel in Long Island. And this is going back to 2000 and God, our first hotel was 2017, just two years after Wayne started. So I said, I can try to see if I can do a hotel. I don't know. I've never had a hotel before. I'm like, I, maybe I can take some of the furniture and we just, Westing in Long Island gave me some extra storage and we just started storing stuff out there. And now we don't do that. Now I go through so many veterans a month that I operate out of Yorktown self-storage in Mohegan Lake. We have yeah. 15 units, probably, I think it's like 2,700 square feet all spread to my units. And it's, it's so beautiful, Jason. When you, I mean, it's so crazy. I'm saying it's so beautiful when you see storage, but it is absolutely beautiful when you go to our units and I open it up and one unit's artwork. One unit bedding and lamps and dressers and nightstands. So when a the veteran goes in their home, they move out with their bag in their hand, and VA transitions them out, which is a wonderful program. The HUD Dash really helps them. So they transition them out, but they're since there's nothing in place for furniture, it's heartbreaking, Jason. They're sleeping all over the floor. Yeah, like I mean that's that's something day. I never thought of. Like I, I I'll be honest with you, and maybe it's just me being a little naive. And and not, you know, maybe like diving into some of these programs, but, you know, you think, OK, this guy's or girl is going to move out of the VA and they're going to put them in, uh, you know, some type of housing. Oh, that's great. But then when you think about it, well, the, the VA is not providing them with something to sleep on with oh, stuff nice. for the kitchen, you know, nope. all the things that we take for granted in our homes, something like you said, artwork, something to stare at so that you can keep you're, you know, something happy in your life, you know, uh, something other than, uh, you know, just sitting in an empty room with blank walls. That's, that's it's sad. Great. Yeah. White walls. You, first of all, these apartments have white walls and there's uh. like, so it's, you want, like, I feel it's so important the work we do because when veterans like, you know, the mental health issues and all different problems, but if you have a veteran who just came out of a a hospital for a mental health treatment or PTSD or addiction, you don't want to shove them in an apartment that's totally empty sitting on the floor. Jason, my charity does not take tips. We don't charge for our stuff. We don't do anything. We only take what we can use. And somehow I think it works because of how pure the work is. Like we do it because we have no ulterior motives other than making their lives better. We, I'm telling you, if someone tries to give us a tip, you got to see how fast my guys run out of the building. We go, yeah all over we go to brooklyn we go to queens we go to the bronx i love the bronx moves they're like my favorite okay and i just love the grittiness of the city and i was born in the bronx when i was a little kid and i just like the veterans when you help them like i don't understand like i know the importance of what my charity my charity does because of how many veterans we serve in such a short amount of time and i, I think that uh, to me, I feel it's so beautiful how it's pulled together and how it works. Because Jason, it is so much logistics. I have one volunteer named Mary Ellen who's an angel. She's retired, Mary Ellen Howard, and she takes all my phone calls because my phone rings 24/7. So Mary Ellen does my intakes for the veterans. If so, the veterans will call, the social workers will call, and either they'll email me their referral sheets. I just have a referral that tells you when the veterans served. Mm -hmm. Every single thing they need. You need a bed, you need a dresser, you need a nightstand. I get the whole rid of it. Mary Ellen talks to them verbally when they call because you got to hear the heartbreaking notes. I'm, in, I'm on the floor. We've had veterans there that didn't know about us because, you know, they were out of the system for years. Or something happens and they come out of a homeless shelter in the city and they weren't told about us. And they're like, I've been sleeping on the floor for two years. It's crazy. And these are people, these are people in recovery from probably not only mental health issues and, you know, possibly addiction, but probably have physical ailments to deal with like, as well. Yeah. Like most, let's be honest, most of us do. Um, and you're sleeping on a floor. Horrible, and, Jason. Horrible. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, what, what you're providing them is that touch of home. It's that, it's that feeling of, of being worth a normal home you know, and, and they are, they, you know, and it's great that somebody's letting them know that you are worth a normal home. You're not supposed to sleep on a floor. That's not okay. You know? No, you're absolutely right. You're, I mean, it's for me, it's like, I, I guess for me, even more so growing up in a family with 
six kids. My brother was special needs and we didn't have, my father was a mailman. We didn't have tons of money. So I knew the value of being home with my family. So I love being home with my family, sitting on the sofa and talking to everybody. So furniture to me and home life to me was so important. So if someone doesn't have a foundation, like we help families. So if you have a family that moves out, so say it's a veteran family, sometimes DSS will help them with beds depending on their circumstances. Okay. So you have them in a home like with no no sofa, no kitchen table. Like how are they going to eat a family meal together? And this pandemic, Jason, they were pushed even faster out of the hospitals. They were like pushed out of homeless shelters and they were pushed out. I'm like, you're pushing them out. It's all falling on me. So I'm like, do you guys realize I work entirely, I work a full-time job and we're all volunteers. So during the pandemic, we have served over 55 veterans. What I was doing now is the guys in the city, if I know they're coming out of a homeless shelter, I mail them the beds. So I'm direct shipping them their beds through Amazon. I buy them platform beds brand new, has a rolled up mattress, supplies. But it's a very expensive undertaking on top of everything else we're doing. And if they're local, we'll go out and we're doubling up on their furniture. We're bringing them like their their main supplies, like their dressers and nightstands. But it's been very hard to navigate through a pandemic where you're trying to keep your volunteers safe. But we have not stopped because my veterans need us even more so now. I can't leave them in an empty apartment with the summer heat coming where they're, you know, they can't breathe because they have breathing issues and they have no air conditioner. I can absolutely not do that. Yeah, I mean, this is what you're doing. This is this is you know the mission that you set out to undertake, and you, I can tell you take it very personal. You 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 know this is you, and just from you talking, I can tell that you're not going to be okay with even one veteran slipping through the cracks and oh. not getting what they should have. No, absolutely not. I can't. You know, it's Jason. I think about how blessed I am over the years to have my charity. And to find pure joy in what I do and the relationships I have and how many people can say they've hugged over a thousand veterans. I mean, to me, it's, it's the friendship we, we build. And this, this current year, it was like we were coming off of so many highs until the pandemic, like so many other organizations. And we recently in January won um, a national award, the Betty Award for our work with homeless veterans. Which was, yeah, I watched, I watched your acceptance speech that, uh, and it was very good. It was very good. Thank you. So, um, so we won the award and it was really, really exciting. And we had a lot of special things happen for us, but then we also had a really tremendous loss to our charity. Um, one of our volunteers, my veteran number 433, Rob Burkhardt, who was like my sidekick, passed away with alcoholism and he died March 5th. So it was like, you're coming from, you're coming from so much beautiful things happening to you. And then I had Rob with me in this last move. February 29th, Rob's was struggling a lot. And um, so for me, it was like, we were, the one thing he was trying to come back with that gave him normalcy. And um, so it was heartbreaking, Jason. So it's like, we're go- my charity was going through that and we're still going through the walk with Rob. So our, walk- so our walk, our walkathon that we're having this year is special. Well, the walk in general is special to me. My brother couldn't walk. So I always love walkathons. I always thought that is the beautiful thing that we're always going to walk in my mind for Vinny. And um, Rob, Rob was with us three years, and Rob loved the walkathon. And Rob loved like me. He was my sidekick, so he loved spending time with me. And we would set the walkathon up together. So the week before he passed away, we were talking about the pandemic. And Rob and I went to Brooklyn and Queens on a move with our other volunteers. And I was like, Rob, we have to pray. This pandemic is nothing serious at this point or the virus. And I don't know if they even called the pandemic then. Like, we have to pray this is, it will get by. I'm like, because the walkathon, like, Jason, I don't have guaranteed money for my charity. I have no guarantee at all. I don't right. get Like you said, you're not getting federal. You're not getting no. state. You're not getting any of that. It's just what you, what you take in. What we take in, Jason, when my charity started, I took two, I took two 401k loans and a pension loan for my city of New York pension because there was no plan for this. And I didn't take the money back. I would never take the money back. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my storage? I was like, you know, but it's different now. I'm older now. I was, you know, I'm 49 now. So my charity has been around seven years. It's, I was 42 then. So it was a different time. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do anything to make sure my, my charity is solvent. But I was like, oh my God, no. We're, our, the walk is the one thing that really is, is such an important thing just to give us breathing room because we use the money as we go along. It's not like my charity is like, here, you make this much money and you have all this money going forward. I have to use it as it comes in. 
And this pandemic created this whole other thing. So we were, when I was talking to Rob, we were talking about, you know, he was like, no, no worry. The walk's going to be fantastic. He, he loved it. And then, you know, and then that devastating news that he passed away. And it was like, Jason, it's like, it shows you the fragile bonds you have in life and not everything can be fixed. But I'm very thankful that through his struggles, he had a, a second home in his charity besides uh, his family. He had a second home with us because my charity, we consider each other family. Like we are family and it's, we, we do our best to try to hold it together. And I feel like even through everything in the world right now in all these dark times, we don't have this. We are diverse. We are so many different cultures. We are really happy because we are doing something because we want to help people. Like we don't have that. Like, I don't know, we don't have any of this, we don't have any negative energy, you know? And it's like, we just try to do our best to make the world a better place. And Jason, we always say best day ever at the end of a job, it could be pouring rain, it could be snow. We could be in mud up to our knees or anything. We'll say, we're always a like, God, this is such a great day. We just helped somebody off the floor. Yeah, that's, you know, and I think it's a testament to to that family idea, that 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 concept of this isn't, this isn't just people getting together. This is a family. And a testament to that is, is that you have so many of your past veterans that you helped now helping you. And because they see, hey, listen, I, I, was, I was helped. And now I want to pass that on to the next person that might need it. You know, that, that is, you don't always find that in charity. Sometimes, it, you know, unfortunately, the people that get helped, they go on with their lives. And then, you know, it's the same people always helping the next person. But it seems with you... Your veterans, like they, like you said, they become part of your family. You, you, you keep in touch and you keep them involved in what you're doing. Um, they're, they're beautiful. I'm telling you, Jason. Like I don't know if you saw my social media. On um, this past Sunday, we, we hosted a pizza party for the VA Montrose veterans who are in treatment right now. Yes, and I my, did see my, that. Yeah. My number 32 is Calvin. So I, we helped Calvin in 2013. Calvin's been a friend over the years. He was living up here and now he moved down to Myrtle Beach. But Calvin started sending me donations every month, with like little stick figures, like holding the ice cream cone. And like, I, when I do food events, I call them joy giving events. So for example, I host the VA Montrose. I host their Veterans Day party, their New Year's Eve party. We still do other work where we host them, the homeless shelters, um, their Thanksgiving, their Christmas, we the adult home that they went in, that very first adult home that I went in to see if they needed help. I still do holiday parties for them. I send ice cream trucks to them, pizza parties, Valentine's Day events. So I still keep some core pure stuff from when Vinny, when I formed my charity. But the veterans came in and hit my trifecta of everything I love. They had some physical disabilities. They had some issues that they had to work through. So every single thing I love encompass. And who doesn't want to help a veteran. I mean, like, this is our country. We have to stand by our veterans. They need us. You know, we're home safe in our, like, I have a a fortunate life. I have a great job. I'm home safe, but I'm home safe because they sacrifice so much by leaving their families to go protect us. You know, and it's like, they, veterans need to know that they should be able to have a resource or a friend that shouldn't feel like they have to ask for anything. Like, I don't ask the veterans how much they make. I don't ask the veterans to prove their disability to me. It's none of my business. I'm going to help you. I, I'm Honestly, Jason, it's none of my business. I just want to help you. You want a pot and pan, you can have it. When they come to my storage, Jason, it is like supermarket sweep. I'm like, you can have whatever you want. I'm like, I take three pieces of art. I'm like, if they come to our stores to do it, to pick up their own stuff, they can see it. If not, the veterans trust when I bring the stuff because my furniture is so gorgeous that I don't give them furniture that is furniture that you're starting out that you can't keep it. I don't know. But anyhow, back to my story about Calvin, because I just skipped my story. No, it's okay. I, I'm telling you, I love my charity so much. I could talk forever about it. But with no, Calvin, you definitely tell your passion about it. It's, it's, it's great to see. It's, it really is. I love it. So with Calvin, he's, um, he was sending me these donations, these little stick figure drawings. And um, so he, he was, the VA Montrose reached out to me and they were talking to me about how during the pandemic, they are reaching out to other charities to see if they can just cover these pizza parties because they can't go out anywhere right now and no one's allowed in the building. They miss all their therapy right now. So you have guys in treatment, like building 28, their addiction treatment. Um, they had building 52, which is their homeless thing, but they're not taking any more intakes because of the pandemic. So these guys are stuck in the building. 
So I'm like, I can send pizza. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send pizza. I'm going to use Calvin's money that he's been donating and Calvin can host his own party. So so excited about it. So I sent him, you know, I sent him the update and I told the social workers who that it was Calvin because they obviously knew him from when he was in. And um, they were so happy about it. Like, see that the veterans we still keep in touch with since 2013 are, are now paying it forward. And, you know, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to see how they want to help. And my number one, Warren, is doing fantastic. His, um, he graduated from a studio apartment to a one-bedroom apartment. I hear from him all the time. He calls me from the, holiday, the holidays. He calls on my birthday. I mean, and, that has to just be, uh, I don't know. I, like you said, you don't take a paycheck or anything like that from this. But that has to be just worth its weight in gold. To get, to get a phone call, you're over 1,000 in. And to get a phone call from the number one, the one that, that you first started to help all those years ago, I mean, you're the better part of 10 years ago, um, you know, that that has to be, that's better than any paycheck. I, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, we don't, you know, yeah, no, I mean, it's a little over, it's a little over seven years. Um, so hopefully, hopefully by the time we hit 10 years, forget it, right now we're at 1,079. I'm thinking at that point, we'll probably be like, I don't know, maybe 1,600. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think everything has to be about money. Like, you know, I have what I need. I have a roof over right. I have food. I have a job. I mean, I have, like, I have what I need. So, you know, in the beginning when I started doing this, everybody's like, you know, if you could leave your job and run this full time. I'm like, I have a fantastic job. First of all, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from my charity because that takes away my beds and my bedding. I, I'm doing my job. I'm putting my money away and I will be able to retire at one point from my job. And as long as people hear this and they want to volunteer with me and they can help me, it makes it easier for me, you know, as long as then my volunteer stepped up, like Mary Ellen stepped up and she's like, you know what, I'm retiring. I can take your phone calls for you. So I, my phone calls come through Jason as a, a visual voicemail. I read it and I forward it to her and she takes care of everything for me because as long as you can work together and you have people that believe in what you're doing, like, like they know I'll show up and do anything I need to do with the charity. I even said with this pandemic, the pandemic is not going to break my charity. My charity will still go on because my veterans need me. There is nothing that's going to make me close my doors. Absolutely. And they need you more. They need, I mean, with the pandemic, yeah. they need you more. There's less people to help. Less people want to go out and be in contact with people and do things right now. And, you know, even just donations are way down. Um, money and goods, you know, clothing, stuff like that. People aren't they're not going and dropping off in drop boxes and things like that right now because people are genuinely afraid about certain situations, whether they just don't want to go out or, or, or they have health conditions or whatever the case may be. Everybody has their own situation right now. And it's real easy with everybody having to stay indoors and be by yourself. It's very easy to start thinking inward instead of thinking of others. And the veterans need you more now probably than they, they ever have, you know, uh, and, and you're still working and you're still doing what you have to do. Well, you know what you're, what you're saying about inward and like, like I was scared, you know, it, it is scary when you have this pressure on top of you, you're like, Oh my God, I'm like, I have to persevere. I have to get through this. So when I was like, Oh my God, like my walk, my walk is always the, the last Sunday of April. And it's always hit or, hit or miss in the weather. The weather's usually not that great. But mm -hmm. last year, last year's walk, Jason, was so beautiful. I had a World War II veteran walking in the, the rain with someone holding an umbrella over his head. And even when last year's walk, when I was with Rob, my veteran, who recently passed, last year's walk, the day before the walk, Rob and I were, we went to Home Depot and bought extra tents because I was like, please, God, these people have to show up. They don't understand how much is riding on me having some kind of breathing room for my charity. Rob's like, don't worry about it. We're going to get this. We got this. The next day, he was like, he put his arms around my shoulder and he's like, people will come for us because they believe in what we're doing. People are going to show up. Jason, in the rain on a cold day last Sunday of April in 2019, people showed up for us. That's and I'm like, crazy. oh, my God. I'm like, thank you, God. I'm like, people, please show up. And they all showed up. And then what happened was then we were coming off so many highs this year. Like, we, my, my charity was featured on, like, CBS covered us for veterans. We had two Veteran Day stories, two national stories. We had Fox um, 5 New York, which was, like, well, the New York area. And yeah, um, yeah. Then we had CBS cover us, and I'm like, oh my God, like we were getting all this coverage, and then we had the Betty Award, and then we had our tragedy towards our family with Rob. And I'm like, we had all these highs. Our walk would have been tremendous in person because so many people were supporting us. And I'm like, 
So I was like, it was really hard, Jason. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you can never, there's no guarantee. One thing I learned is there's no guarantees in life. There's absolutely no guarantees in life. So you have to still be able to thrive under pressure. You have to like, I'm, I'm used to being hungry because my charity does not have a lot. So I'm used to being creative to figure out where I can get myself from, how people can help me. Just and I'm very, safe. Yeah, and I'm powered by the people. And I, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a partner, my boyfriend, who is known as Poor Kenny. Because my charity, because my charity is my child, has kept him with my boyfriend for a long time. But he's awesome. He's fantastic. He's, I mean, he's so supportive of the work I do. And like during the pandemic, I had to pull him back on duty because I'm like, honestly, I'm not seeing my guys as much. You're back on duty. I need you to start. You're my quarantine. I need you to start doing jobs with me. Like, right. We don't have to mask up, but I need you to help me get the truck loaded up. We'll have people help us, and then go to a veteran's house because I we couldn't be around a lot of people because of the germs. And I'm like, so now it's like, you got to see, I walk through the neighborhood now. I'm like, Kenny, go over to this block and pick up chairs I see outside. Because right now, my last liquidation of a hotel was in March. Now, you figure I was liquidating a hotel for five months straight. So you have dressers, the nightstands, everything. But when you liquidate a hotel, you get, you know, when you go to a hotel, you see those little desks, those little desk tables. Yes. So I use those as my kitchen tables for my beds because most of the places are not bad. But they don't give you things like that. Yeah. Well, but they usually get one bedroom apartments, but those, some of those tables are fairly large. So I usually give them two chairs. But when you do a hotel job, they don't give you tons of chairs. So you only have certain chairs from when they have an economy unit. So I have tons of desk chairs. So we went out and we've been picking up chairs in the neighborhood to supplement our stock. I'm telling you, Jason, if you ever have time to come up here and see it in person, it is, it's like my happiest place in the world when I go to my storage. It is, so beautiful to me to walk in to each unit and uh, that, that just sounds amazing that's definitely something i'm gonna have to check out you know because that's it just sounds like like you said it's like supermarket sweep you know first if there's somebody that would come in there who maybe like you said for, take the gentleman like you, you were talking about earlier that slept on a floor for two years mm-hmm. could you imagine unleashing him in a you know here here's a shopping cart and here's a cart we'll help you load the stuff or whatever the case may be pick what you want this guy's got to be like, this is what, did I just go into heaven? Like, where, where did this come from? <laughs> uh-huh. Or you're like, yeah. here's a flat screen TV. Because, you know, we had one guy, one of our vets, Ronnie, our number two, Ronnie was number 211. He um, he was volunteering with us for a while. And I remember, Wayne always says, I remember the time that he he saw a flat screen TV and he was like, looked at it. I'm like, you can have it. And he's like, real? I'm like, you can absolutely have it. I'm like, you can have, if I have something, you can have it. Like, why it's stocked up if you see something you can have it i'm not like if you want that tv you can have it no problem just take it so i always send my guys away when they come sometimes like like even wayne like wayne so when wayne started with us five years ago in that time he also has a cat called muffin marie my middle name's marie so everybody gets my middle name i'm like the george foreman of charity uh-huh. <laughs> all, my, all my volunteers they have if they get a cat i'm like put her middle name in marie so there's cats and dogs that have my middle name so okay. wayne Wayne had a cat when he grew up, and he was a little called Muffin. So as he went through his whole life, and now he's older, he's like, I wanted to get another cat. So we have an animal hospital by us called Somers Animal Hospital. Um, they found a stray kitten in Pisco where Wayne lived, and they gave him free medical care for life. So Wayne's had Muffin for the last three years. This cat has free medical care for the rest of his life. Everything. That's great. Like, like everything. They gave him, like, I mean, like, Muffin can, got to break her leg, and little Muffin can be covered for free. Animals are expensive. I have my Bridget Marie and Rags. My dogs, they're super expensive. Yeah, so, I have two I have two dachshunds, and every time you walk into the vet, it's, you know, get your checkbook ready. It's not, you know, so to get that for life, I mean, that is a huge donation. That's not some small little, uh, uh, you know, cash. It's, that is, you know, and, and it's the care of the animal that's going to mean so much to that person, too. So it's not even the monetary side of it. It's the you know that your animal is going to be taken care of, even if you fall on hard times and you can't provide for that animal that you love. You know that yeah. it's going to be OK. And you know how it's, it's, it's I mean, to love your animal, it's, you know, it's, it's such a therapeutic um, blessing to have an animal in your life. Like it's, it's the, what, the joy you get by being with them. And Muffin's been such a positive in his life that. To know he didn't have to worry about the bills and if you know you know it's like for me also to know my charity wouldn't have to worry about helping him with that because i didn't want i want them to have an animal but i also knew how expensive it could be of 
course. You know, and it's like, and then we were like, we were starting to grow in our area with our with our furniture, and it's like, I'm telling you, Jason, we're very fortunate. Like, even my storage, I have we have to pay our storage, which obviously, you know, but I I go to a place called Yorktown Self Storage that is absolutely amazing in Mohegan Lake, and they do help us as much as possible. I mean, we do pay twenty six hundred dollars a month, but it's fantastic for what we have. So we do have bills, and the, why I, well, the reason I say the money is because people have to understand, like. We have to operate. So you have to operate, and it's, I have an automatic bill of twenty six, twenty five a month just for my storage. But I cannot. I, it's like a distribution center. You can't not have space. You have to. Of course, you got to have a place to bring the trucks. You have to have a yeah. place to drop stuff off. You have to. You have to have storage. You do. Yeah, and, and they're plus they're a business, and they're giving us a fantastic. The, the most they're they are so good to me, Jason. That in the beginning, all my packages will get mailed to my house, or even at my parents' house because my parents are retired, my father's retired, and um. So they're like, have stuff mailed here for me. So I, I get stuff mailed like seven beds at a time, five futon sofas. Like so, during the pandemic, I started buying the beds futons for their sofas because it's harder for me to pick up sofas right now from the yes. hotel. And this last hotel that I was on gave me the hotel the sofas the year before because they messed up on their order and they ordered 108 sofas early and the job got canceled. So they gave me all these sofas in one shot. So then when yep. they, which was fantastic for me. So then they, when they were finally ready for the renovation a year later, they were like, we have no more sofas to give you because we gave them to you already. I'm like, that's fine. So we were a little short on that. So Yorktown self-storage, the manager, Brian Bonifacio is fantastic. He is also like, a, he's like family to our charity now. He's like one of our best, he's like a brother to us. He has came to work early to go on moves with us if we had to go to Brooklyn. His sister volunteers at my charity now. I'm like, I'm telling you, I always say that I feel like I'm Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, skipping around, picking up people everywhere I go. Like hey, every yeah. people people are drawn to one, people are drawn to good people, and people are drawn to doing the right thing. I as much as you hear bad things in the news all the time, you, I, I hope people try to filter that out. Put that aside because I think the true nature of people, especially in this country and especially when it comes to veterans, is they're drawn to good things and they're drawn to good people and they will help if given the opportunity to. And you're giving them the opportunity to do a good thing and and, and they're getting that reward from it. And that's awesome. And the, and the veterans, I think for us, I think the one, because like, I'm not, I have no military background. I'm like, I'm like their private Benjamin. I mean, so for me, it's like, even though Jason, they call me the general, I'm their fake general, but it's for the veterans, they, I think it's what they love about it also is that, you know, they're proud of being a veteran and their services and everything like that. But I also think for them, it gives them another aspect of life where it's not just veteran work for them. They're like with other civilians and meeting different people and they're helping their veterans. And like, it's a, fa it's a family. Some of them, like Rob always said, you know, he had struggled after he left the military to find something that was with a similar structured organization and we gave him structure and we were we were con we were we were a big constant in his life and i think for me i will i always count myself fortunate and jason there's days i'm tired like it's, everybody's like you're never tired but i'm like no there's days i'm down to like normal energy and they're like but well you know when you're but when you see what you do and you're like oh my god we pulled this together like we it's so pure and that's why I think I love the most about it. It is it, like the other day, someone came to my my stores to pick up. Um, we're, we're having these Facebook donation prizes. They're not raffles; they're donation prizes. So one of the winners came to my stores to pick up, and I was giving her to her. She was telling her kids, she's like, "This is so fantastic. We want to give you another donation." I'm like, "Absolutely not. Do not hand me money like that." I'm like, "No, join my walkathon." I'm like, I, "I share what we do because I need support." Like, I'm not saying I don't want people to hear this and realize I do need donations, but when I share my story to you, when you come to my, it's like, I'm also getting something by sharing my story with you. And I'm hoping that you'll follow our work and you'll be like, wow, this charity is worthy of support because we do need it. We're so unique in our work. There's not, I think I've heard of one or two other organizations that's similar to us, but not to the level of how much we're doing and nothing against what they're doing. I think it's beautiful. I wish there were more organizations like us. Of course, they, sure. they need our help. So please help, you know, because we have shipped our stuff to other stores. If it gives me Ajita, Thinking, Jason, that there's so many other veterans all over the country in these positions that need us. Because everybody's like, you should form here and you should form there. And I'm like, I have a full-time job. Yeah, it doesn't, so, it's not as easy as it sounds. You, you, yeah, know, you, you know, get up and go. 
Yeah, like everybody's like, you know, they're slowed down during this pandemic. Everybody's locked in. It's like, but this is the one time they gave me like some breathing room because I'm always on full speed ahead trying to get things done. But I was, I had to figure out, ship this here or ship that here. And now the pandemic, it's a horrible time, but it's also hopefully a time to have people shift their priorities and see what's important in their life and how they can focus on maybe slowing down in other areas. And then we have, you know, a lot of uncertainty in our country. And it's like, for me, I feel like for my charity, we help the unfortunately, the unfortunate. We help our veterans, but a lot of the veterans, um, they might have had situations in their life that they didn't have the most solid foundation. So I feel like the most important time for you to show you care or to show you, you, you are diverse, you help other nationalities is always be there for them. To show up when they need a bed, show up when they need a dresser. Don't talk about how you want to help people or how you want equality. If that's the only thing you can do is talk about it and not show up for it. Yeah. We've been showing up for seven years. Seven years straight, Jason. It's not just an Instagram post. It's actual physical activity that yeah. is getting to an end result. It's actually rubber meets the road. We're actually doing something. We're not, you know, and, and listen, you know, people want to talk. They want to do different things. Everybody's entitled to how they want to handle oh, certain situations. But when it comes down to it, person's character is in what their actions are um not in some post that they put online uh it's in the actions and what you're doing is making sure that the people that need something get something simple as that you're 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 you're, you're you found something that there was there was a there was a lack of, of of furniture of items of of things to put in these people's homes when they get out of the va or they transition and you're filling that void you're filling that 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 gap that was there um I, I love it i mean i i i reached out to my parents after i i stumbled upon the walk and that's how i actually found you was through the through the walk and i told my mom about it and right away she went on the uh the site donated as soon as i told her what you did she was like oh it's fantastic thank you I mean, thank your mom for me please i i definitely will but you know it's she, I think it's something that's so heartwarming and, and it's so relatable, you know, because if you look around your own home and you see all the stuff that's on your walls and you see all this possessions that you have, if you just take one second to think about the person that doesn't have those things, mm-hmm. that's all it really takes. And then you're going to want to help. You're going to want to do the right thing. Yeah. Jason, you're, abs- you're absolutely crazy. That's re- that really is. It's, I can close my eyes. Like J- Jason, for all our veterans, I, keep, I have log books. That's how much I love this. Jason, I can flip through my books right now. And you could be like, who's better at number 476? I can flip over the page. I can show you every single thing I gave them, like yearbooks. And my vets, sometimes like, they, they, you can watch them look through the books and find their own page. And it's like, it makes them feel so happy. That's, that's it's like, funny. you can see like, Jason, if you gave me purple plates, I could pretty much tell you who they went to. <laughs> if you're, if, who's easy chair? Like if you have a World War II vet, like, we do take special pieces, like some. Like I have a World War II veteran grandfather. Like we try to supplement our stock to the general public in between our hotels. It's, it, it's like we do double the work. We have to pick it up, and then we have to put it back out. So it's like every move is like two moves for us. Yeah, you're taking it in, then you got to get it out to the people. Yeah, so I'm hoping that people, you know, will listen to this and they'll look us up in our social media. My brother Vinny. They'll follow our website and mybrothervinny.org, and I'm hoping they'll say, "Wow, this charity does need more support." You know, and I, I really, truly do think we're doing it right. You know, we we didn't catapult, but I think now we found such a solid foundation powered by the people. And I think that every, you're right. Everybody has, you know, whatever ways people want to help, you know, whether it's advocacy or different things, but we're hands-on. And the pandemic really was hard for us to, like, I was like, oh, my God, now we're totally going to be forgotten. People are going to focus on things that were worthy also food deliveries and stuff like that but i'm like we need to survive i'm like i was already vulnerable because i don't have the support i need and i'm like oh my god i'm like people there's still veterans that need furniture like we like don't forget about us and then i i'm like you know what but i have faith in myself and i have faith in the work we're going to do it and jason i'm not gonna let people forget about us i'm not gonna let people forget about my veterans it's just not happening and if not poor kenny Poor Kenny's on extra double duty right now. <laughs> if not, poor Kenny's going to be doing a lot of work. <laughs> I know. I told him like, he's, he's a firefighter. So I was like, he could retire this year. And I'm like, you know what? 
my charity, because it's our, our, our child, my charity is seven years old, so I think it's in second grade. I'm like, you can maybe work until our charity's in middle school. <laughs> like, That's no. right. Yeah. Yeah. You judge it by, uh, by the age there. <laughs> now, real quick, because I don't want to forget to ask you this. The, mm-hmm. So the walk, just so if people do want to sign up, there's still time to do that. Um, yes. It is going to be a virtual walk this year. Well, our, our, so our walk was always last Sunday of April. We moved this to June 14th, Flag Day. It's a vir- it's a virtual walk. We're actually walking. So it's a socially distant walk. So we have 40 teams, your team included, uh-huh. um, Bulletproof Veterans Podcast. And um, we have 40 teams. So people are walking all over the country. We have Rob's mom in Oklahoma, his sister in North Carolina. We have friends in South Carolina. So what's going to happen is I'm going to walk from my house to my storage. Very symbolic, seven miles away. Okay. At, 11, at 11 a.m., the day of the walk, and throughout this whole week, I've been mailing um, walkers our shirts. So yes. I do have time still to ship shirts out to people. So people can go on our website, mybrothervinny.org, and you can see the walk information right there. At 11 a.m., the time of the walk, I'm going to prior send out all the teams a Zoom password. So I wanna, we're going to have the national anthem. And um, so we're going to do some very special things. So we're still going to have a walk, although we're not together. We are walking symbolically through special places. We're going to be waving our flags. So although it's virtual, meaning you can donate online, it's still, we're still having a walk. So it's like a yeah. virtual, socially different. Like some people are like, like, you can have a virtual walk and no one actually walks. No, we're walking. No, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be out on the street. <laughs> yeah, we're actually pounding pavement. And right now, I, um, I believe I've given that. I had to get another printing on shirts because we were like, it was such an overwhelming response, thank God. So I think we're going to have an all said and done close to 300 walkers. It's uh, pretty good awesome. for this, for during the pandemic. But yeah. support the please, anybody who's hearing this, please sign on and join into our walk. We just put out a really nice video. We have a promo video that our friend Steven Besora made from Lifetime um, Video Archives. And he, um, he made this beautiful video for us. I'm hoping people will learn about our work and just take time to watch one of our news clippings. Say that yeah, definitely. I mean, you- Suffolk County will be out here walking with me, so uh, I'm hoping. Uh, I know even my two-year-old will be out there with us, so we'll. Uh, oh my! Oh, you have a old I mean, I can. I have a little small, um, a youth small shirt. Maybe I can get to you in time. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. She's my walking buddy. So uh, between my wife and and her. We, we uh, we'll be out there and, and we're really looking forward to it. You know, again, it's uh, you know, I, I love to get involved with runs and walks and stuff like that. But it means so much more to me when I know that there's just something good behind it and that the money's going to a good place and you're helping a good cause. You know, it, it, whether it's service animals, whether it's, you know, um, you know, finding homes for vets or like what you're doing, you know, making sure those homes are livable. You know, all these things are just so important, you know. How long have you had your podcast? Like, when did this start? So, I started just this year. It was in January. Um, I, uh, my my kind of story was a little different than, than yours. I just was tired of only thinking of myself. Um, you know, I wanted to give back a little bit to a community that just gave me so much. And when you talk about that family atmosphere, uh, the people that I was stationed with, we we called ourselves a family. That's what we were. And we stayed in contact. I've been out of the military for years now, and I'm still in contact with almost every single one of that core group that we were all together with. And I, and I started thinking to myself, there's got to be something I can do to give back a little bit and, and really shine a light on this just amazing group of individuals there that veterans are. Um, so I started this up and I always had a little bit of a gift for gab and no, you have a great voice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I got myself a little microphone with the help of my wife, who was actually one of the first people I interviewed. Um, and She's a better interviewer. She's not. She's not. Um, she, she's, uh, she is a, uh, she she's works a general. She is definitely the general. Trust she's me. She's the general. <laughs> she, she's she's a manager here out on on Long Island, and she also does a lot of coaching with diet and stuff like that. Oh, so that's kind of like that's how she gives back. She gives back by it's all for for free. She just helps people with their with uh, nutrition and diet and you know just Fantastic. getting themselves right. And I interviewed her. It was one of the first ones I did, and it kind of 
you know, it, it solidified it for me because I just had so much fun doing it. Um, that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful because she is your foundation for everything. It's like how I have my poor Kenny. You need, you need to have a strong partner and a strong foundation. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do this without a strong partnership. Like I um, could not like, I mean, believe me, Kenny's covered for Valentine's day. I've had Valentine's day storage and Christmas storage for many years. I'm like, I don't want anything. Pay my storage. <laughs> the storage, <laughs> is get, storage is getting very expensive these days. And it's funny because it could be something as simple as, you know, uh, you know, my wife had a hard day, but she'll stay and, you know, sit with my daughter so that I can come down here and talk to somebody. And I know that's such a small that's thing, so but no. to me, it's huge because I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for the person upstairs watching our two-year-old and making sure she's okay. You I, know, it, it wouldn't happen. It's beautiful. Please thank her for me. You spent I definitely time will. Because I had my microphone mishap in my hand. And please thank her for your patience and taking time away from your family to help my charity. I do appreciate it so much. Jason, I was so touched when you signed up for the walk. It was so exciting to see the team come on. I'm still someone that sees my, goes to my mailbox and does a sign of the cross praying someone's donating to us. I'm like, please let someone donate today. Yeah, so I, yeah. I get very excited and I'm very aware of everything. Like I, I do notice things and they do mean a lot to me. So for me, everything that people do matters. And I'm truly grateful. And this is my first podcast. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm, I, I'm glad I could, it could be the first one. That's, that's, uh, it's, you know, and like I said, I'm still kind of new to this. So like every time I talk to somebody, it's just a little bit different. You know, you're, you, you get a little bit of a different vibe. But, you know, I, I really have enjoyed talking to you. You have a, you have a great, great spark in you for, for what you're doing. You, and you can really tell just by the way you describe your foundation. You can you can definitely see that your charity is your baby. And it's yeah. it, it comes through. Thank you so much. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very, every day I'm very thankful. I, it is my soul gig and it completes me and I'm happy. And to our next veteran, and we're going to make sure they're spoiled and Great. we're going to get through and we're all going to walk together on Sunday. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see your photos of everybody in your shirts. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. It's going to, it's going to be amazing. Uh, real quick, just before we forget again, uh, just one more time, where can people find you? Where can they donate? Um, social media, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay, you can find us. Our website is mybrothervinny.org, www.mybrothervinny.org. You can follow us on Instagram at mybrothervinny, Facebook at mybrothervinny. I'm even on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. This is one of our social media platforms. I'm very up to date. We have Twitter, but I am. you can see our moves and our work instantly. It's, we're a very direct impact charity, so you don't have to wonder what we're doing. I even tell my boyfriend, he's like, where were you? I'm like, just go on social media. You know I'm on a move. <laughs> you, can pretty much, you can pretty much look for me because I'm doing something. Right, find, right. Find us pretty much at all times. You know where to find us. We're always there. And if people want to volunteer, um, they can go on our website, mybrothervinny.org. And th there are things. Like we, do have, like we do have ways where people could donate supplies to us. We also have, um, I didn't say this one thing before I go, but I really would like to mention one thing. When veterans, we talked about earlier, when veterans go in their home, we give them bathroom baskets and kitchen baskets. We have one volunteer, her name is Janet Hecken. She's absolutely amazing. She's from Long Island too, even though she lives here now. And, um, and Cousin Maria, by the way, is in Suffolk County also. Your I see. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Janet had volunteered, she had reached out to my charity and she started putting together she said to me, what do you need? And I'm like, well, veterans go in their homes. I was like picking through boxes of like loose forks and wrapping four together, four knives and four spoons in the beginning because Jason, there was no plan for me here. I was like, I have to get some forks. Yeah. So then she started buying supplies and putting together these gorgeous bathroom baskets and kitchen baskets. In the beginning, she was funding like everything. It was crazy. It was like, it had to be over $20,000 a year. Then people started helping us. They started shopping our wish list on Amazon and, you know, and Janet does still put money behind those bathroom baskets and kitchen baskets and she does do a lot in her own home so now we're going to start trying to do more stock updates at our stores where people can come and at least pre-set these kits together because once the pandemic opens up even more we're gonna have to get we have to really keep pushing out there and, yeah uh, once once everything opens up it's going to be a whole different challenge we're we'll be pushing them out of their places the hospitals even faster now so it's like we're gonna have to double up our work Right. And um, so this, I wanted to mention how Janet Hacken was very wonderful to us. And we have people that donate. We call them donor angels. So we're hoping our donor angels go to our donation page on our, it's not just from, I mean, we do need money because obviously we have to survive, but we also need supplies. 
Like maybe someone wants to donate a bed and bath to us. Maybe someone wants to buy a utensil set. We have an Amazon wish list. Just okay. things like that. So just please, it's not too late to walk for up with us. I am I'm pretty quick on shipping things out. People could, you know, sign up tomorrow and I can get a shirt to you and we could figure it out. So I, I thank everybody for listening and I'm yeah. really grateful for the time. Yeah, and, and again, thank you so much for, for joining us because I know you're I know you're busy, uh, especially with, with Sunday fast approaching. Um, but we'll be out there walking and we'll be having a great time. And and I like I said, I do really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story with us. And thank you, Jason. I hope to meet you next year. I hope to meet you at the actual walk. Yeah, it would be great. That's that would be that's that's what walk. I like. I like the in person stuff. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a festival, Jason. The actual real walk is like it is like wonderland for people. It is like everything like bouncy houses ponies we bar we we feed everybody for free at our bar our barbecue we don't charge anybody for anything because you come to my party i don't i don't charge you when you walk in it's like you are part of our family so you're all these it's just beautiful we just figure out a way to have a party where people can have a cotton candy without paying a dollar for it i'm like yeah. no i'm like you this is how we celebrate our work and every, everything somehow falls into place but anyhow jason have a fantastic night. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to share this all over my social media. I already showed a, I already showed a photo of my microphone that I was all excited about that I couldn't use tonight. <laughs> ah, that's great, though. I, I appreciate it. And, and hopefully we could do some good together. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Have a fantastic evening. Thanks again, Jason. And you too. Thank you. Bye, Polo. I'm going to see if I can get that little small shred tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye -bye. Good night. Like I said, just a great interview. And I hope everybody got a little bit out of that about just somebody that's doing some just amazing work for the, for the veteran community and just the community as a whole. Um, you know, and she, like she said so many times, uh, you know, the, the payback that she gets is just helping people. Um, that really touched me. And I, I, I had a blast interviewing her and I had a great time just having her on the show. And I hope everybody else just enjoyed listening to that. Um, again, there's still time to get signed up. So if you can donate, um, if you want to walk, walk, start up a team, get, get a few people to donate. Uh, it's a great cause. And I'd love to see us raise a little bit of money for, for this organization. Um, you know, uh, it is PTSD awareness month. Uh, so I, I thought about it and, you know, I was going to do a safety brief, uh, after this, like I usually do, but rather than do that, I think. Um, I just want to say, if you need help out there for any reason, um, if, if, if you're struggling, please try to reach out. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of these races and runs and walks and different things, and, and most of them center around veterans getting the help that they need, um, or just people in general getting the help that they need. Not, not only just veterans, first responders, anybody that's dealing with anything, um, please, if, if you need help, there are ways to get help. Um, if there's anything I can do, you can email bulletproofveteran at gmail. Um, if there's anything I can do to help, I will try. If I can point you in the right direction, I will. Um, but please, there's, there's avenues for people to get help when they need it. Um, and I hope that everybody is looking out for each other. These are crazy times. And there's a lot going on in the world. And it's hard to muddle through what the media is saying, what politicians are saying, and, you know, what's really going on. Take the time. Think about your neighbor. Act right. Just act like we're part of a society and that we care about the person that's standing next to us, no matter who they are. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway. And like I said, if you need help and if you're struggling with your world around you or just inside your head, Reach out and, and, and let's get you the help that we can um, because there are avenues that you can take and we don't want to see anybody have to go down a dark path. Um, so, again, uh, I had a great time interviewing Paula. You know, um, we're going to keep doing some great interviews. Uh, I have some crazy stuff lined up that I'm really looking forward to. I don't want to spill the beans too early, but trust me, I got some great stuff coming up that I'm really excited about, and I think you're really going to enjoy. Um, again, you can find us on Instagram at Bulletproof Veteran. You can also find us on Facebook, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast, YouTube, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Um, you, 
can reach out and email if you have show ideas. If there's something you want to see, please shoot me a direct message or, or email me, and I'll do the best I can to try to get it out and um, you know get what you guys want to hear. Um, as soon as things start opening up, we're going to start some in-person events. Uh, we already have some ideas floating around. I'm trying to line some stuff up. Like I said, I just need the world to kind of calm down and let us do our thing. Um, but we will be getting back out there and, and doing some great stuff, maybe doing some runs, maybe doing some bowling, maybe doing uh, a brewery tour or something like that. So there's going to be some stuff coming up. Um, so definitely things to look forward to. Uh, again, take care of each other out there. Be somebody's friend. Be somebody's buddy. And, um, you know, make sure you're looking out for, uh, for the guy standing next to you or the girl standing next to you. Um, but for Bulletproof Render Podcast, my name is Jason. 